Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldai, and today we're Zechus Sukkah Daf Mem Off, the third parak Ulav Hagazel. So the three daps are going to focus on number one. The next Mishnah states, "Rishona Yeluv Nitob B'Mikdash Shiva." Originally, in the days of the base of Mikdash, the Ulav was taken in the temple all seven days of Sukkahs, Ubemedina Yom Echad, and in the provinces on only one day, being the first day. When the base of Mikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai instituted that the Lul be taken in the provinces all seven days of Sukkot, Zechel Mikdash, as a remembrance of the base of Mikdash. They were asked for the source that were bidden to make a Zechel Mikdash, and Rabbi Yochanan said that it states in Yirmiyahu, For I will make a cure for you, and from your wounds I will heal you, the word of Hashem, Ki Karulach, for they, referring to the nations of the world, called you discarded one, Tzioni Dorj Einla. She is Tzion, there is none who seek her. From the words Dorj Einla, there is none who seek her, but called the boy Drisha. It's implied that she requires seeking. Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh determined that the way to fulfill this is through performing the mitzvah luv the way it was done in the base of Migdash. Pointing to the Mishnah state that Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh also instituted that the entire day of waving, referring to the waving of the Omer, should be forbidden for eating from Chadash, the new crop of grain. Now Rashi explains that when the Omer is brought, Chadash is only permitted afterwards, but when there is no base of Migdash and Omer offering, it is permitted immediately upon daybreak of the 16th. The Gemara teaches that we're not from Yochum and Zakeh's institution. In the time when there will be a base in Bidash, people will say, Oh, last year on the 16th of Nisan, do we not become permitted to eat from the Chadash upon daybreak? So now too, let us eat at daybreak. And they wouldn't realize that now that the base of Bidash stands, it's the bringing of the Omer that permits it. The Gemara seeks to clarify the day Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh was concerned that the temple would be rebuilt, since if it was built on the 16th of Nisan, people keep the Chadash at daybreak. And if it was built on the 15th or earlier, it would become permissible to eat from midday onward after the Omer was brought. The Gemara concludes that the case is when the temple was rebuilt the night of the 16th or just before Shkia on the 15th, which might cause a delay for it to be brought on the 16th. Rashi clarifies that even though the temple is not permitted to be rebuilt at night or on Yantav, the restrictions only apply to human construction. However, by Shlishi, the third temple will miraculously descend intact from Shemaim, as it says in the Pasuk, Mikdash Hashem Konuni Yadecha, the Mikdash, my master, that your hand established. And point number three, a brace was brought that states that a person cannot fulfill his chiv of luv on the first day of Yantiv with his friend's luv, Elim ken nasnulabumatana, unless the latter gave it to him as a gift and brings an incident where Mangamliel, who was traveling on a boat with other abundant, gave his luv worth a thousand zoos to the other abundant to use, each one gifting the luv to the next one. And the Rebbe Kiva, who used the last, returned it. The Tana is coming to teach that Matana Amanas Lachzir Shema Matana, a gift granted on condition that it be returned, is legally considered a gift. Rebbe taught that if one did not return the Lulav afterwards, he has not fulfilled his Chiv. Since he didn't fulfill the condition, it's clarified retroactively that the gift was void and that he used a stolen Lulav. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states, Shiva. Originally, the days of the base of Mikdash, the Lulav was taken in the temple all seven days of Sukkot, and in the provinces on only one day, being the first day. When the base of Mikdash was destroyed, when Yochum and Zakeh instituted that the Lulav be taken in the provinces all seven days of Sukkot, Zechel Mikdash, as a remembrance of the base of Mikdash. The Gemara asked for the source that were been to make a Zechel Mikdash, and Rabbi Yochanan said, that states in Yimiyahu, for I will make a cure for you, and from your wounds I will heal you. The word of Hashem, for they, referring to the nations of the world, called you discarded one, saying, she is Tzion, there is none who seek her. From the words Dorsh Einla, there is none who seek her, called the boy Drisha. It's implied that she requires seeking. Ryochem and Zakeh determined that the way to fulfill this is through performing the mitzvah of Lulav, the way it was done in the base of Migdash.
pointing to the mission state that Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai also instituted, that the entire day of waving, referring to the waving of the Omer, should be forbidden for eating from Chadash, the new crop of grain. Rashi explains that when the Omer is brought, Chadash is only permitted afterwards, but when there's no base of Mikdash and Omer offering, it's permitted immediately upon daybreak of the 16th. The Gemara teaches that we're not from Yochum and Zakkai's institution. In the time when there will be a base of Mikdash, people will say, well, Last year on the 16th of Nisan, did we not become permitted to eat from the Chadash upon daybreak? Now too, let us eat at daybreak. And they would not realize that now that the base of Migdash stands, it's the bringing the Omer that permits it. The Gemara seeks to clarify the day Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai was concerned that the temple would be rebuilt, since if it was built on the 16th of Nisan, people could eat the Chadash at daybreak. And if it was built on the 15th or earlier, it would become permissible to eat from midday onward after the Omer was brought. The Gemara concludes that the case is when the temple was rebuilt the night of the 16th, or just before Shkia on the 15th, which might cause a delay for it to be brought on the 16th. Rashi clarifies that even though the temple is not permitted to be rebuilt at night or on Yantiv, the restriction only applies to human construction. However, by Shlishi, the third temple will miraculously descend from Shemaim, as it says in the Pasuk, Mikdash Hashem Konnu Yadecha, the Mikdash, my master, that your hand established. And point number three, a price was brought that states that a person cannot fulfill his chiyub of lulav on the first day of Yantav with his friends Lulav, Elohim can matana, unless the latter gave it to him as a gift, and brings an incident where Gamliel, who's traveling on a boat with other Rabbanon, gave his Lulav worth a thousand zoos to the other Rabbanon to use, each one gifting the Lulav to the next one, and then Rabbi Akiva, who used the last, returned it. The Tana is coming to teach them, Matana manas matana, a gift granted on condition that it be returned is legally considered a gift. Rabbi taught that if one did not return the Lulav afterwards, he has not fulfilled his Chiyav. Since he didn't fulfill the condition, it's clarified retroactively that the gift was void and that he used a stolen Lulav. All right, so now we go to our Simbadav Memolf, and our standard Simon is related to a Ma, but we'll use a Grandma to make it a little more distinct. So here goes. The Grandma, who loved to seek out ways to do a Zecher Mikdash, proudly benched Lulav for seven days straight and gave her special Chadish Ball as a gift of friends to be used after the 16th on condition they return it. Once again, it's a motion. The grandma, grandma, that must be one duff, mem olive. The grandma who loved to seek out ways to do a zechel mikdash proudly benched Lulav for seven days straight, which reminds us the next mission of states, Barishona Yuluv Nito B'Mikdash Shiva. Originally, in the days of the base of Mikdash, Lulav was taken the temple all seven days of Sukkot and the provinces on only one day being the first day. When the base of Mikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai Institute that will be taken in the provinces all seven days of Sukkot, Zechel Mikdash, as a remembrance of the base of Mikdash. The Gemara asked for the source that were been to make a Zechel Mikdash, and Rabbi Yochum said that states in Yermiyo, Tzion he Dorsh Einla, saying, She is Tzion, there is none who seek her. From the words Dorsh Einla, there is none who seek her, called the boy Drisha, it's implied that she requires seeking. Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai determined that the way to fulfill this is through performing the mitzvah of the way it was done in the base of Mikdash. So the grandma who left to seek out ways to do a zechel and mikdash proudly benched Lulav for seven days straight and gave her special chadash ball as a gift of friends to be used after the 16th, which reminds us. The mission say the Rami Yochum and Zakeh also instituted that the entire day of waving, referring to the wave of the Omer, should be forbidden for eating from chadash, the new crop of grain. But she explains that when the Omer is brought, chadash is only permitted afterwards, but when there's no base in Mikdash and Omer offering, it's permitted immediately upon daybreak, of the 16th, the Gemara teaches that we're not from Yochum and Zakkai's institution in the time when there will be a base of Mikdash. People will think that it's permitted at daybreak since the previous year it was permitted then. The Gemara seeks to clarify the day Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai was concerned that the temple would be rebuilt and concludes that the case is when the temple was rebuilt the night of the 16th 
or just before Shkia on the 15th, which might cause a delay for it to be brought on the 16th. Rashi clarifies that even though the temple is not permitted to be rebuilt at night or on Yantiv, the restrictions only apply to human construction. However, by Shrishi will miraculously descend intact from Shemaim, as it says in the Pasuk, Mikdash Hashem Konu Yadech, the Mikdash, my master, that your hand established. So the grandma who have to seek out ways to do a Zechel Mikdash proudly benched the Lord for seven days straight and gave her special Chadish bowl as a gift to friends to be used after the 16th on condition they return it. Which reminds us, a rice was brought that states that a prisoner cannot fulfill his chiyub of luv on the first day of Yantav with his friend's luv, elim kenasnu luv matana, unless the latter gave it to him as a gift, and brings an instant ribbon gamliel who was traveling in a boat with other rabban, gave his luv worth a thousand zuz to the other rabban to use, each one gifting the luv to the next one, and then Rabbi Kiva, who used the last, returned it. The Tan's coming to teach that matana almanats lachzir matana, a gift granted on condition that be returned is legally considered a gift. Rabbi taught that if one did not return the luv afterwards, he has not fulfilled his chiyuv. Since he didn't fulfill the condition, it's clarified retroactively that the gift was void and that he used a stolen luv. So once again, the grandma who loved to seek out ways to do a zecher mikdash proudly benched luv for seven days straight and gave her special chadish bowl as a gift to friends to be used after the 16th on condition they return it. All right, now it's time for four blah bach hazara. Daf so the simmer daf lamazayin is laser tag. So here goes. The laser tag champ, laser tag champ, that must be more daf Lama Zion. The laser tag champ hiding out in the sukkah with the dollop meaning schach, which reminds us of the Malchus whether the schach can be made of anything that grows from the ground, and it's not Makabotuma, or it must come from the dollop meaning. Rebuta brings the Kalvachomer for the Mitzvah of Luv. If the Luv, which only applies by day, comes to the dollop meaning, Kalvachomer to the sukkah, which applies in the day and the night, that it should come from the dollop meaning. So they said, Rabbi Yehuda, any kavachomer that you advance with the intent to be more machmer, but whose end results in a kula, is not an admissible kavachomer. For according to you, if one cannot find schach in the dal minim, he will not be able to fulfill the mitzvah. And the Pasuk says, for seven days. So the laser tag champ hiding out in the sukkah with the dal meaning schach, zapped his rival as he was sniffing a hadas. Which reminds the Gemara cites a number of Rabbah's rulings, Hadash shal mitzvah asul ha-riachbo, esrog shal mitzvah mutal ha-riachbo, concerning the Hadas, that's designated for the mitzvah, it's forbidden to smell it on sukkahs, but concerning the esrog, designated for the mitzvah, one is permitted to smell it on sukkahs. So what's the reason? With respect to Hadas, which normally stands to be used for smelling, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he sets it aside from the use of smelling. And Rashi explains that the prohibition is derived through the analogy of the sukkah. The chal shem shemaim sukkah. The wood is consecrated for the mitzvah sukkah and may not be used for other purposes. But with respect to the esrog, which normally stands to be used for eating, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he set it aside from the use of eating. But he didn't set it aside from the use of smelling. So the laser tag champ hiding out in the sukkah with the dalad meaning schach, zapped his rival as he was sniffing a hadas and kept the enemy team at bay by waving his laser gun back and forth. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains the symbolism of the waving the luv back and forth and up and down. is a double and we use chicken soup. So here goes. When the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, chicken soup meal, that must be more on daf lamedches, a double When the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, which reminds us, the Gemara presents a contradiction and states in the Mishnah that one takes the lulav at the table, which is to say that he must interrupt his meal in order to fulfill the mitzvah. But it states in the Mishnah and Shabbos that if one began his meal before davening mincha, he's not required to interrupt his meal, but can finish in daven afterwards. Rav said there's no stira. The Mishnah in Shabbos refers to where there's enough time in the day to finish the meal in daven, whereas our Mishnah is dealing with when there's not enough time to finish and take the lulav. 
So when the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, he began reciting halal with haluka, upon which his guests responded in kind. Which reminds Gamor brings Ravu who said major halachas can be deduced from the current custom for the recitation of halal. Rashi explains that the custom in Ravu's time changed considerably from when halal was instituted by the Navim, as people became more proficient in reciting halal together with the Baltifila, and the custom was to do it in unison, except in certain places. The first halacha of six that Rava mentioned was that the Baltifila would recite the first word, Haluka, and the people would respond, Haluka. The Kancha Mitzvah Haluka. From here, it can be inferred that it's a Mitzvah to respond, Haluka, at the beginning of halal. So, when the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, he began reciting halal with Haluka, upon which his guests responded in kind except for the man who was busy enjoying his matzah ball, who merely listened as his form of response. Which reminds us that the source for Shomea Ko'ona comes from the Pasuk that states that Yoshiyahu read from the Sefer when in fact he listened to Shafan read it. We see from here that Shomea Ko'ona. So the similar Daf Lamates is a letter. So here goes. When the letter, letter, that must be more on Daf Lamates. When the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Hala arrived, which reminds us the Mishnah Daf Lamed Chesamadav stated, when the Minhag with Hala is Levarach Yavarach to recite a bracha, one recites a bracha. By said, they taught that the manner of making a bracha is a Minhag only with regard to the one recited after Hala. But with regard to the bracha recited before Hala, there is an actual Chiv to recite the bracha. For Rabbi said in the Mishmul, Kol HaMitzvah's Kulan Mavarach Alehen son. Regarding all of the mitzvahs, one recites the bracha for them immediately before the performance. Gemara asks which pasuk indicates the word over has the meaning of before and brings three sources. So when the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Hala arrived, along with the Shemitah Lua package that came with an esrog as a present, which reminds the next mission states that if one purchases a Lua during Shemitah from an Amar Arz, he must give him the esrog as a gift because he's not permitted to purchase it from it during Shemitah. If the Amar Arz does not want to give him the esrog as a gift, Rav Huna said, He includes the cost of the esrog and the price of the Lua. Rashi explains they should raise the price of the Lua to the point where he can give the esrog as a gift. So when the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Hala arrived, along with the Shemitah Lua package that came with an esrog as a present, the man made sure to pay the Amar Arz only enough to purchase three meals, which reminds us. The Gemara questions why the mission forbids one to purchase an esrog outright and answers, Levisha ain't most to make Paris Shvi's Amar's because one is not permitted to give an Amar's money from the sale of Shemitah produce because he may use the money in a forbidden manner. Rashi explains that the Torah states that Shvi's produce is la'achla, below a for you to eat and not to do commerce. This does not prohibit the produce from being sold. Rather, it teaches that the money, like the produce for which it was received, must be consumed, meaning spent on food or similar items during Shemitah. Anama Arts is suspected of saving his money past this time. If one purchases his produce from him, then he'll be leading to sin. For Rastana Brisa, one is not permitted to give Anama Arts money from the sale of Shemitah produce above the cost of purchasing three meals. Daf Mem, so the Simmer Daf Mem is a swimming pool. So here goes. The lifeguard who used a little broom with Kedushah to sweep around the pool deck. Pool? That must be on Duff. Mem. The lifeguard who used a little broom with Kedushah to sweep around the pool deck, which reminds us, the Gemara notes that the reason a little may be purchased from an Amaharz during Shemitah is because it's a product of the sixth year that entered the seventh, which implies, had the Shviz, Kadosh, that a little that is a product of the seventh year has Kedushah Shviz. Why should this be so? A of is mere wood, not produce, and wood has no Kedushah Shviz. The Gemara answers that the Pusik states the produce of the land during Shviz says, Lechem Lachla, for you to eat. Lechem Dumya de Lachla. 
the larger uses permitted by Lechem must be similar to those of the phrase Lachlad. This teaches that the uses are permitted are only Mishahan Aso Ubiiro Shava, those whose benefit coincides with the consumption of the produce. This would exclude wood from Kedushashvis, whose benefit comes after its consumption, meaning when it's already reduced to coals. Alulav's typical use as a broom has its benefit and consumption, meaning it gets worn down, at the same time making it subject to Kedushashvis. So the lifeguard who used a lula broom with Kedusha Shviz to sweep around the pool deck found monies with Kedusha Shviz, which reminds us we have a malchus regarding Kedusha Shviz attaching onto money. Rebbe Lazar said, Ein Shviz mischalelis el aderech mekach. Shemitah parties cannot be mischalelis, meaning a part is Kedusha to money or parties exchange for it except by way of purchase. But Rebbe Yochanan said, Ben derech mekach, ben derech it can be imparted both by way of purchase and by way of chilu. Rush explains that one would say this produce should be muhulaling onto these monies. Bigmore brings the respective sukim that support each position. So the lifeguard who used a lula broom with Kedusha Shviz to sweep around the pool deck found monies with Kedusha Shviz, right next to a poor Shemitah violator who was trying to sell his metaltalin to some of the pool guests. Which reminds us, Bigmore asks, what then does Rabbi Yochan do with the Pasuk Kisimchru Mimkar, when you shall make a sale, and answers that he needs it for the source of the teaching of Yosi Bar For Rabbi Sattar, Rabbi Yosi Bar said, Bo'orei kamakasha avakusho shviz. Come and see how harsh is the dust of the prohibition of shviz. For a man does business with the produce of the Shemitah year, hoping to profit thereby, in the end, poverty will force him to sell his metaltalim v'kelim. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.